Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Get and Tell, a podcast hosted by four knockout 22-year-olds gorging themselves on <laughs> chips and wings yeah. forever. Yeah. We'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like how much did CBC spend on the terrible animation of Buddy Cole getting a boner <laughs> and lesbian friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Trevor Record, and I'm joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. You hear that tiny oompa band? <laughs> Han Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Do you like my Blue Jay sweater with a lace collar? Oh, baby. <laughs> and Stu Derekotic in Vancouver, Canada. All right, Trevor, you take the construction lesbian on the left. I'll take the up north engineer nerd on the right. <laughs> Uh, so today we'll be doing episode two of season four of Kids in the Hall, which aired on October 13th, 1993. Let's get, we got woo. dates back. We, we know dates. Someone on Wikipedia added dates to everything. So they were. Thank you to Wikipedia user Wikipedical, Wikipedical, either way. Thank you thank very you, much. Thank you, Wikipedical. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so let's kick things off with our sketch rundown. Uh, today we've got three alley fights. Uh, so there's two guys fighting another two guys in the alley. Uh, one of one of the times the guy has brought his parents to watch the fight. Uh, another mm-hmm. time they say, you take the really good looking guy, I take the really ugly guy. But then they both fight the same guy because they're confused about which one's really good looking or ugly. And, and Kevin finally, gets really the important sad. thing is neither is Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Kevin's sad about that. Yeah, yeah and, and finally it's, I'll take the guy in the t-shirt. You take the flesh-eating creature of Antwerp. <laughs> Classic. Also, Trevor, in the notes you call them hosers, and I think that's the better description as They're opposed hosers. to guys. Oh. These clearly guys some hosers. hosers about yeah. to fight, yeah. If if our American fans are not aware, a hoser is just I don't know if they <laughs> exist in It's like a pathetic dirt bag, but no, like specifically it's like, it's, Canadian. It's like a Canadian redneck. Is it, a I, I wouldn't even say it's like a redneck thing though, because they can be no. very urban. It's like instead of getting Trump voters. Like, we just have guys that drink shitty beer and uh, they have kind of long hair and, and they never got a Trump so they couldn't focus their energy on conspiracy theories. In the 90s, now we have actual Trump voters in QAnon. I, Thanks, America! <laughs> I tried to explain hosers to my British friends and um, rather than say anything, I just shotgunned a beer. accurate for our non-canadian listeners it's important that you understand that the hoser is a loser who has to hose down the ice rink after you finish playing hockey because you don't have a zamboni what is that That where it comes from that's legitimately why people are called hosers it's like they're the person who gets stuck with the shit duty of hosing down the the rink after you play 
Uh, oh, that's yeah. delightful. That's a lot of texture yeah. to my culture that I just learned about. And use it, usually it would be a member of the losing team would have to do oh, it. Oh, man. Got to go crush some Keiths there, boys. Etymology <laughs> corner. Hans, have you ever had to be the hoser? Did you play hockey? No, Prince Rupert doesn't have naturally freezing temperatures and often enough to have outdoor uh, hockey rinks. And our, our excellent inside rink there, you hoser. Yeah, our inside rink has a Zamboni because it's state of the art mm. 1982. Oh, okay. So hmm. you got the bones going on. We got a real bone. This is now uh-huh. just a podcast about etymology of Canadian <laughs> slang. <laughs> uh, so after the alley fights, we've also got the new girl, uh, an Atian love sketch where Kathy and Kathy are extremely jealous of a beautiful new coworker who's eating chips and wings and receiving gifts from strangers. And they fret about aging and then spread a lie about the new girl being a lesbian. Who may or may not be Laura or uh, or no. one of the women that it's like in the affair? Maybe she looks she's, very familiar. She's, she's definitely a been in beautiful actress. Of kind. Yeah. Well, she's, she's now also a, a writer and director. I we looked her up. Her name is. Uh, oh, you Tamela. know what? I I don't know if face the Facebook uh, Kith fan group is lying, but someone said that the woman from the affair is now dead. Oh. She is. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I oh, Tam- Tamara Gorshi. That's the name of the actress in this sketch. I, I looked right. it up, and, you know, she's she's a fine-looking woman in her mid-50s, too. <laughs> hey. Truly the Jillian Anderson of the kids in the hall. <laughs> she's no Nana visitor. <laughs> uh, after that, we have Daydreaming, uh, where we find out that Daryl always imagines an Oompa band in the room with him when he daydreams, and he finds it fascinating that other people don't have this happens. And uh, he's on a date, and he uses the, his new daydream powers to imagine other scenarios, like being in a doctor's office, being told he has a brain tumor, and then seeing the Oompa band in a different location with his date playing the triangle with them. Classic. Mm. Uh, then we had uh, virtual reality. Uh, Buddy Cole has a new virtual reality machine, and he talks about all the new possibilities that virtual boning might make possible one day. <laughs> uh, then we have the city slickers. Uh, just two city boys. I, I, their accents are indeterminate to us. They might be from Boston or New Jersey, and they're they got New York plates. Yeah, they, they're fighting about eggs. Uh, one of them has eaten it's... a lot of eggs, and then one, the other one sees a deer, but it turns out to be a bear. It's incomprehensibly bad. It it's hey, it's no it's cops. Not, Come on, no, it's not even like surreal funny it's just weird like the the only joke i can think is a meta joke of do these comedy writers who have a show that went four seasons not know what funny is or are they doing this on purpose but but you know what the the real the real point to make here is that's a good looking egg i hate you (laughs) that's horseshit don't ever defend this phoebe chandler mech up again this is awful Uh... kevin and mark need to be in different rooms oh i don't know i think they i was amused i was amused Mm -hmm. Oh, that sketch was wrong. Bad, it's uh, probably because you have a giant tumor. <laughs> Pulsating. <laughs> Pulsating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so and finally, uh, about half of the episode was a fake documentary, The Life of Cyril St. John, uh, where David plays an old-timey escape artist who, at some point in the 1930s, wasn't able to get out of a straitjacket and spends the rest of his career in the straitjacket. So he he goes to war in a straitjacket, comes back and gets a Leave it to Beaver-style TV show, uh, goes into movies, eventually ends up in in a sane asylum in a straitjacket. 
Yeah, it's it's long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got some it's got some good moments. Uh, we'll debate that. I mean, first, I, like, I want to go on the first segment. I want to talk about uh, whatever became of Buddy's dream of a cyber-perfect utopia, because oh. every now and then yeah. something comes up that reminds me that this show is 30 years old, and the VR porn <laughs> segment was one of them. I, but I, I'd like to think Buddy Cole would be happy to know that his cyber-perfect utopia came true, and it's called Second Life, and it's for losers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, as a side note, I love that he predicted VR so well. Like, the animations are really janky, but it really increased my enjoyment of them. But oh, yeah. the big fucking mask with the power glove, oh, first yeah. of all, yeah. the, the VR headset is bedazzled, which I love. Yes, yes. And has, like, a weird Plague Doctor nose, which mm-hmm. I'm like, honestly, Sony dropped the ball by not having that as the main design, because mm-hmm. it could have smells. The prop uh, department oh. went all out on that. I, I feel like they had some leftover capital from season three because they also built a 20-foot model of yeah. Antwerp and for no reason other than a three-second cutaway. Just quick aside, I don't think it's Antwerp. I think it was like some sort of future planet, like Antor or something weird like that. You know what I mean? You're being a real Antwerp about this. You're being a real dick. <laughs> well, I think it's weird that you call it a cyber pervert utopia because everyone knows that cyberpunk is gay as hell. And you can design yourself a 19-inch cybercock if you want, and that's totally normal. That's a normal thing we do in the future. I think like there it it did come true. Like we just the internet made real his his fantasies, you know? Mhm. It yeah. just I do some wish... of them are sort of sad now. I just wish that when I was aroused online, it made an audible boy yoy yoy yoing noise, like, <laughs> like Scott's boner did. The uh, the the quality of the animation for the for the uh, VR Amazing. was was just so intentionally fucking terrible. By the way, I I like that it looked like clip art from a bistro. That made me really happy. Well, no, it was. It, well, I mean, it was. Uh, it was his bar. No, I know, no, I know, but like the style of like the animation of Scott oh, looked yeah, like yeah. something you would find on like a laminated menu somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that sure, was exactly. Just excellent. The laminated menu for buddies. Exactly. The silver dollar, you uncultured swine. They did actually manage to do like the th- the bar 3D animated, and it was just the characters that weren't. So it made me wonder if like they just blew the budget. They they had <laughs> had the money to make the in, entire thing 3D, but they spent it elsewhere on the prop department or something. So like, okay, we have the bar in 3D, but the animation is going to be just terrible. <laughs> in in my mind, they grabbed all the animators from Reboot who liked to party and were like, "Do you want to hang out in this cool, sexy underground party?" And then they all got too high and were like, "Fuck, I guess we'll just slap this shit together." No, I was gonna say yeah, what what I loved is uh, near near the end where he's talking about creating obviously the experience that everyone could have, buddy, in their own virtual reality, sex sexy time. He's like, "You can have me in the bedroom, or the back room, or the bushes." And then immediately afterwards, in the interstitial, you have Scott jumping out of the bushes <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice was that was good. a nice little sequence i was gonna say that i think they got the animator from the log drivers waltz um <laughs> to do to do the sexy animation yes, of, uh, yes. of scott in the bar well, i mean he Except has experience for, driving logs so i was gonna say it's it's the log jammer waltz <laughs> uh, for go. scott's vr pervert paradise um 
yeah, I don't know if I have any thoughts about like the success of his pervert utopia coming true, but I did love that when he mentioned that the only people uh, on this virtual pu- porn app would be Trekkies with red pubic hair and then broke and <laughs> laughed just, at his own joke very he hard. He had to collect himself for like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like he really loved that joke about Trekkies with pubic Scott hair. never breaks too, especially in Buddy. So I thought that was kind of great. But I did also love when he was talking about who he would be in his virtual porn or virtual sex uh, thing. And he says, I think I'd be a man. It's just more exciting to pretend, which (laughs) I found very amusing. Yeah. But also I did love that he called his VR helmet a hat. He's like, when he's talking about phone sex being similar, but not, but this VR being better because you have a hat, which was great. (laughs) Yeah. Things with hats typically are a little bit better if you like have to have a hat doesn't come up that often that there are hat mandatory activities. (laughs) What are the other hat mandatory activities? Baseball. Mm. Uh, Equestrian. Okay. It's a helmet. It's a helmet, but... Helmets are hat, you uncultured swine. (laughs) We're mostly talking about helmets, except for baseball. Construction work, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I can attest. Particularly fancy orgies. Mm, yes. G- garden party Those orgies. Are mass. Are so Those are masks. Those are masks. In the UK. <laughs> as long as they take place at a private garden, it's mm, all good. Yes, true. And um, hard-boiled egg eating contests. Oh, my God. Yeah. Need a top hat. <sighs> okay. One other thing that I think was just interesting with relation to this sketch was that they showed... I Like, I think it's... Um, I don't know telling interesting something that they showed a cartoon boner on screen again on the cbc like that's not a pants it was in the pants it doesn't matter veiny monster it's it's still remarkable it's still remarkable to me that canada's public broadcaster put a cartoon boner on the screen at one point in its past and i I, this is my appeal to the cbc to be as daring now as they were back in 1993 it could although hans that That seems like such a weird thing to praise them for when, like, three seconds prior to that, they have a giant bulge in a male dancer performing for Cyber Scott. Well, regardless, I think that's way more risque than the. Regardless, I mean, the thing that stood out to me was the was the the buddy boner. But uh, all of that stuff is risque and would never make it on CBC nowadays. And I'm not saying that I want specifically boners on TV, but I want them to have the same attitude of being willing to do more. uh, I don't know, controversial material, uh, but in 2020 version of that. Yeah. More Take chances, CBC. Take chances. I mean, you're really focusing just specifically on this, the boners. I feel like there's risque stuff on CBC. I feel like he's walking back. But that's the what's in this sketch. So much. Uh, oh, and God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a real strong pro boner stance. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna mince words like Hans does. I want boners on the CBC. Get on it, Justin. I don't want boners on the CBC because I, then they'll be in competition with my online radio channel, 96.5 The Bone FM, <laughs> which you can find at thebone.fm online. It's thebone.fm. Mm. Yeah. You're going to start that as a joke, and it's going to get more followers than this oh, podcast, man, I'm gonna it's going to make me really <laughs> upset. I'm going to be the new Joe Bogan. Bonix, uh, this could totally again? fit oh, it no. into the Screw You Taxpayer segment. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are, are we are we ready to move on from the boners, or are we just going to say boner a few more times? <laughs> I give boner. you five more got... boners, and then we move on, okay? Boner, 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 boner. boner.
Boner, boner, boner. That's a good okay, looking right. boner. That's my, <laughs> that's my Oompa so, Band boner. Moving yeah. on, um, half of this episode is a fake documentary, and I feel like I've set myself up for failure here because I, I kept on talking last season about how I liked when they got kind of experimental and, and tried new things, and this fake documentary was really boring. Uh, so... Uh, you, 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 you proved me wrong, guys. Uh, I don't want every episode <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to include like a 10 minute long little self-indulgence. Or if it is like that, I, I only want uh, Bruce or maybe Scott to do them. I don't want them to be David. People should, sp- people should spread their wings unless they are named David, Mark, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Sex Girl Squad might be more of a, of a, of a Mark or Kevin kind of thing, though, you know? That's coming. I up thought that was season. a. I thought that That's was the whole Scott. thing was, was a, a Scott sc- bit, and then he wasn't yeah. allowed to be one of the sex girls, and he was mad about that. I, no, I don't think he was involved in it, and that's why he got so mad. Oh, he was like, "It's I'm, the gayest I'm, thing I'm we've ever done," and I'm so furious. Yeah. I thought that it was his skit, and then he was really salty that he wasn't in it because he was like, "But I have the pants." <laughs> but that's coming up in the future. And we'll talk okay. about yeah, it. Yeah, right then. now Let's we're talking about now. the Escapist doc. Did anyone like the Escapist documentary? I think Hans. Yes, you all liked it. I didn't it. hate it as much as you did. I but fucking I, hated it. It drags. No, it was it, drags. it was it was a joke that could have been two minutes that was much longer. Than Wait. I'm I'm with you on that. That it is. It's too long. It doesn't really have the staying power or the breadth of jokes to justify its length. But I do want to point out a couple moments that I really liked. Uh, one, they suspend Dave upside down for a total of like four minutes, and that makes me really happy because I know how much it sucks <laughs> to be suspended like that. Also, did not put a crash pad under him because safety regulations were fucking crazy in the 90s. I guess, yeah. Uh, and the other one was when they do the old-timey footage of him in war and he has the gut around his neck, he really <laughs> slings it around, which yeah, is great. Yeah. That was, like, he just yeah. whips it with his face. The scene where he's at war in a straitjacket is the entire joke. The entire segment is built around that that section. I don't know. I feel like no, I, no, I really, no. I, I choked a bit when in the intro, and it's one of his relatives explaining what it was like when he was born unwanted, and he's like, and his and his father just put him in a paper bag and threw him in the river. Many people think it's because he didn't want him, but he somehow got out, and he's like, that boy's really got something. <laughs> it's like, oh wow. I that believe dark, it was Daddy's intent to so, murder Cyril. Just so dark at, at the intro, which hooked me in for the rest of it. We, mm-hmm. we criticized Dave a lot in the earlier seasons for not committing to characters in the way that Mark or Scott does. That is a really good commitment to a character because that had a lot of like mummy dearest mm. kind of vibes of just like this older woman from maybe now in the like who has since come into a society and is like well spoke like the character he made is just so complete and i really enjoyed that and uh, like as the interviewee and and when we get like to the yeah again it, uh, the doc- documentary bits and you have the random people speaking like i know it's not like yes. the haha joke but you have an old guy who watched a lot of tv but you're expecting him to have been connected <laughs> to the show somehow and then it kevin is a 37 watch a lot of tv yeah yeah and then kevin is a 37 year old virgin. virgin which is funny um clean i think you nailed it in that in that like that the thing that maybe does doesn't appeal to you trevor is that it's not laugh out loud like ha 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 but it's it's a lot of sensible chuckles all the way through like (laughs) yeah like all of those all of those danger five you know i i i had a sensible chuckle at the 37 year old version i had a sensible chuck and chuckle at the old man who watches a lot of tv i had a sensible chuckle like something that's you know 
10 minutes you're like there was an average of one yeah, joke and, but every it was just cons- no 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 it's just a consist a consistent is, string yeah. of sensible chuckles i laughed uh, or i rather i chuckled at the names yes. of all of these tv yes, shows yes, yes. like bound uh, bound oh to serve gosh. fit to be tied like there it's grown mean i get it I but it's like it's a I, chuckle I don't, I don't know why you're groaning at this, Trevor. We knew he was a milk toast mayonnaise man to begin with. Of course he's going to like something that's not challenging. Although this on the back of his of his assertion that CBC needs to bring boners back. Specifically boners. Um, but the other thing was um, I liked when he did when he did his like last show in the seventies before dying and he's hanging on stage, just singing Lydia, Lydia. <laughs> no, stop. And he's like slowly, he has no control over it, but he's slowly rotating away from the microphone and he can't mm. help it. And he keeps trying to kind of twist his head back to sing Lydia, but he can't quite make it. And it's just so slow they and made pointless. That gag apparent like they do in Thor Ragnarok. No. Where they're like, this is oh. the joke is that you're moving away from the mic. Cause I wasn't even sure if that's the gag they were making. I, I liked that it was I, I don't think it was an intentional joke and that was what made it more funny I for agree. me is oh. it was just this like uh, yeah Boy, it was you very subtle it was, it was very really subtle reaching if an accidental thing that was happening while filming was also a joke to me though it wasn't intentional yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thing i liked best is how they didn't write it mm-hmm. and put in no effort <laughs> yeah i think it was just a like a little happy accident that was that gave me a chuckle like, Hans, like in summary you're like what i really liked about the dead horse they beat was how consistently they beat it over the course of 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> every every 30 seconds they'd give mm. that dead horse another whack yeah, but not too much because you're not making glue here. Yeah. We're just pulverizing Look, a dead if, animal. If every whack is that is satisfying, for, for, then yeah, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, for like an eight-minute-long uh, segment, like it it continued to deliver. I was like, I was getting ready to be bored, and you know, part of that was probably because you you kept saying how boring it was, Trevor, and then I was delightfully surprised. <laughs> so basically, your take, Kalina, is you didn't like it, but you don't want to agree with Trevor. Well, I mean, that's that's my life base. <laughs> <laughs> I do like when they use shitty audio from the 30s. I don't know why. I just something about this voice really does it for me. I love a transatlantic accent. So for the rest of this episode, we're doing transatlantic. Oh, God, I'm just going to be it's, a shitty British we, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to go, go fast and quick. Fast and quick. Punch the syllables. Punch them, boy. Oh, if I'm, if I'm going to do a radio voice, that's no problem at all. All right, darlings, okay. before we move on. <laughs> <laughs> end of this episode, I'd like you all to tell me which are your standout sketches or worst sketches. Hans, my dear, would you please start us off? <laughs> Trevor, my good chum, I'd have to say my favorite <laughs> sketch of this episode was the Daryl Dream. Yes. You see, the yeah. Oompa band was just delightful with their chuckling Oompa, Oompa, Oompa. Uh, I also very much enjoyed when he talked about the headaches he would get and then daydreamed about getting a tuba that was pulsating on the on the precipice of his brow. It made me chuckle. It made me laugh out loud. I give it a delightful four out of five radio personalities. <laughs> I would give a special shout out to how good the prosthetic was for his pulsing tuber. <laughs> it was... That was a, yeah, I imagine they, prop, they took out whatever it. mechanics were in the spider from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> and just put it in his tumor. Yeah. Actually, that would be a good little Twitter thing to have. Props for props, showing terrible mm. things they made for props the show. Props for props. We could we could start that. I mean, props for props. This episode. This would be a good episode totally to give to props the, for props. Yeah. The VR headset, but also to the to the <laughs> pulsing and thing. Antwerp or whatever, and, and the, the and, and the bear. Him. If we were doing if we. <laughs> If we were doing worst kid, best kid, I think best kid would be props department. Oh, hey. Yeah, hey, good job, well props done. department. Bravo. Yeah, I, Bravo. 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 Kalina, what was your standout sketch? 
I'm also going to give it to Daryl's Oompa, but I, I will give a shout out to Buddy's Bar and Cyril St. John. It really, it really tickled me. Yep. Um, worst sketch, uh, I guess I'm going to give it to Chips. Like, I was very happy to see Kathy and Kathy back, but like, it wasn't oh. the funniest joke. And then being like, ah, oh, she's a lesbian. Don't talk to her. She's too skinny and yeah. too loved. It's like, I guess, funny. But like, I guess none of them were like really shit. Like, I thought the fighter ones were funny just because it is the guy from Stay Down. The Stay Down sketch from last mm-hmm. season. I don't think so. Uh, sure, yeah, debatable. I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> 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 anyway. Yeah. Wait, Lena, did you call the Kathy's sketch Chips? Yeah. Yeah. Because they like open up so the, the new, Chips. It is the, uh, the new girl sketch. Yeah. The AT and Love yeah, sketch. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I've got to debate this. I, I think that was a better than average AT and Love sketch to me at least i mean it's sort of it's about jealousy you know it's a relatable thing yeah <laughs> all right yeah, and en- right. en- envy no no jealousy you're right you're right i fucked that up look i just don't like anything where the humor is about tearing someone down you know i'm not saying it's not relatable i just didn't think it was as fun i mean when you're going through everything that we have i just didn't i i mean you have to pick a worse one i guess i don't know I'm with you. I'm actually with you on that one. You know, uh, Kalina you're... isn't a very jealous person, though. I will say this: she she cheers on the, those around her. She's not really envious of other people's success. Yeah, either. that's that's because Kalina knows how to secretly hate in her heart of hearts. Oh yeah, and she doesn't do it out loud because she's a conflict averse rat queen. Uh, have you <laughs> seen my why. collection of voodoo dolls? <laughs> I was just about to say. Can we can we just for a quick moment appreciate when Kathy with a K is trying to help Kathy with a C realize w- like all the good things she has in her life and the best oh. they come up with is I have a collection of pots. You have a collection of pots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's something to live for. I like there was another weird thing where um, Scott Kathy just starts talking about how she hasn't been hunting for forever. And she's like, oh, it's <laughs> yeah, several <laughs> seasons since I killed an elk. She hasn't had an elk in three seasons. Yeah. Mood. So Kalina's wrong about that sketch. It was not the worst sketch. The worst sketch was. You're all delusional. It's the city slickers. It's it's the city slickers was no. the worst one. Bad. It's, it's so, so bad. It's really no, it's bad. bad. What? That's a good looking egg. The, the only the thing that is there? redeeming about That's that is egg. the fact that we were so baffled by what was supposed to be funny that that was the humor. That's not good. When you fail so bad that it adds merit, you have just <laughs> failed. The conversation is over. Those accents were terrible too. Sometimes there's like a sketch that we don't like initially and we talk about it on the podcast but then in 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 retrospect we like it more and more like lopez we just say lopez Mm. a lot lopez you speak for yourself on lopez i I was smiling to myself thinking about lopez just this week (laughs) (laughs) lopez especially because i can hear kalina i I don't think we'll be in the future like laughing about greedily coveting an egg what yeah. I gotta get a picture for the goyles. Yeah, by the water. Ugh. That's a good looking egg. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. I don't. No, <laughs> that's fucking stupid. Yeah, because you know how those people from undiscernible state love their hard boiled eggs. That's I'm what gonna, everyone I'm says. I'm gonna bring you so many hard boiled eggs when I come back to Canada. You fucking better. <laughs> you owe me a potato off the street. You owe me some hard boiled <laughs> eggs. The best thing about that sketch was the coffee cup holders on the dash with those like plastic mugs that go specifically into their coffee yeah, cup holders. 
Do you think the joke there when they were coming up with it was that a guy wanted to eat a lot of eggs or was it that some men from the city were confused about whether a deer or, or well, sorry, a bear was a deer? Like, like, is that what they thought? I think you're funny? giving them a lot of credit for having an idea in the first place. The foundation of this sketch was all of the cooler kids went to the party that Lauren Michaels finally threw for them and Mark and Kevin were left behind and this is what they came up Pure with. Pure comedy gold. <laughs> this did seem like an extremely Saturday Night Live uh, sketch though that, that just really seemed like one of those sketches that is very forgettable that is on every single week on Saturday Night Live. Uh, These guys are from a place. What's up? Me? Yeah, what- City Slickers is the worst. There's no question. What was the best? I don't know. I don't want to agree with everyone with Daryl, although that was a pretty good Daryl. That That's not the best Daryl, though. Not of all it's the Daryls we've good ever Durrell, seen. Though. I think that the uh, the little brother one is better. But yeah, it's, that's got to be like top three Daryls. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably give it to... I'll give it to Daryl just for general sketch composition. Like, it's the one that has the most hits most of the way through. Although I really did like a lot of the prop gags and the Buddy Cole one. That was a good Buddy Cole. And it's weirdly prescient for some of the shit that ended up happening. <laughs> I love that he's wearing a power glove with exposed wires. Sorry, I yep. totally forgot about that. Yep. That made me really happy. Well, I think that's Her. it for our episode <laughs> review. Join us next Join oh, us next God. week for episode three, which will be hosted by uh, Hans. Huh? <laughs> in the meantime, Probably you can sure. find us on Twitter at KithAntelPod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts. Thanks for send listening us to <laughs> KithAntel. And please send us uh, dildos at eight, care of AT and Love. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good looking egg.